Hey, it's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. A story that caught the attention of the American people, the President of the United States, President Trump, and one that is to some almost unbelievable. From fighting for his country, as Navy SEAL Chief Eddie Gallagher did, to fighting for his freedom, and so many people who joined in, not just the American people, but those who actively joined in to fight for his freedom alongside his wife, Andrea Gallagher. A new book that tells the story, a new book with QR codes that leads you to where you can listen and view for yourself, where you can learn the story in its entirety as much as is possible. The book, The Man in the Arena, From Flighting ISIS to Fighting for My Freedom, and I'm joined now by Eddie and Andrea Gallagher. Uh, Both of you, welcome to the show. Welcome back, Eddie. Thank you, David. We appreciate you having us on. Thanks, David. Well, you know, Eddie, there's a lot in here, and to both you and Andrea, this is a story of not just you, but of the two of you and so many people like Bernie Carrick and others who who said this is the wrong thing. The president who stepped in when so many wrong things were being done. Let's start at the beginning because you start with a very simple, straightforward statement that I think says it all in just a few few words. And for those of you who haven't read the book, or you certainly should, no shit, there I was. What yeah. did that moment feel like? Uh, it was, um, you know, unbelievable. It's, uh, it's like something like you said before that I didn't think, you know, I could make up or, or could happen. Um, you know, so, I mean, in the, in the teams when we're telling stories to each other, we usually started off with no shit. There I was just because they're usually embellished except for this story. There's no embellishment. Um, you know, this was a crazy, uh, crazy journey over that spanned over like two, three years. Um, but me and my wife went through and then, you know, we, all of the corruption that we faced, uh, when dealing with this from the, uh, United States military justice system, uh, and the NCIS prosecutors, and even from my own command, um, there's just so much stuff in there that that's why we put the QR codes in so that we could be transparent as possible and that people could actually see for themselves, all the lies, the deceit that happened during, during my trial. You know, Andrea, to you for a moment, before we even get to that moment, those first lines on a page in the book that Eddie and I just talked about, uh, your reaction, your experience, how you felt before you got to that moment. Well, we had been serving and my husband had served honorably in the United States military just after he turned 19 years old. He enlisted. He um, had a stellar career. He had been with the SEAL teams. And basically, you know, he had deployed back to back to back to back. He was either in Iraq or Afghanistan. And we had really sacrificed everything in order to fight the war on terror for the past 20 years. Um, we, as a family, felt a lot of honor and privilege to do that. We were at the tip of the spear, and supporting him was what we felt a God-given calling. And so there's no words to encapsulate how you know, violating it is to then, after all of this, have just 
asinine accusations leveled against you and these uh, what turned out when we explain this in the book, because it's a very hard to follow. But these original accusations and these original things that they had stated were very petty complaints. They were saying he was too aggressive. He was putting them in too much danger, if that's possible, as a Navy SEAL and that he was, you know, stealing and mean to them. And it was over the course of the next seven months that they escalated them to the point where they finally came out with this charge saying, we um, we have video that he killed an ISIS fighter, and that didn't exist. And so this was a very tumultuous situation that I think very few people know the true um, logistics of what we went through over the course of that two-and-a-half-plus-year battle. My guests, Eddie and Andrea Gallagher, the new book, uh, The Man in the Arena from Fighting ISIS for Fighting for My Freedom. Uh, In here, you have 27 QR codes for context. Eddie, uh, a couple of those codes, what would you like people to go to? I mean, people will read the book. We know that. But are there a couple where they should really go first? Uh, No, I mean, I I think each code has its own... um things that you should listen to and and watch while you're in there there's you know not one is more important than the other i mean we put them in there so people can take the time and actually look at those look at the interviews listen to the trial audio and actually think for themselves you know be critical thinkers and be like okay this is what really happened um you know the media during that whole time put out enough uh misinformation and lies you know that i think half this country doesn't really know what happened, um, doesn't know all the facts, which is, you know, I think each QR code has tons of facts in there that weren't told by the media or anybody else during that time. What do you say, Eddie, to those who stood up against you throughout this entire process from the beginning through the trial and eventually through your freedom? What do you say to them? To the people that stood up against me? That you served with. Uh, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's a, a long road that I'm on with, uh, uh, being able to forgive them or, um, just, you know, sort of keep moving on. I, it was, uh, it was definitely a feeling of betrayal. Um, but you know, they, they did this to themselves. Uh, they dug themselves into a hole, uh, full, you know, started off with a bunch of white lies and then were sort of forced into bigger lies, you know, um, and some of those guys are still in the community right now. Uh, I just hope that uh, they one day come to a realization of just how much damage they did with starting off with white lies. Um, And, you know, I hope that they can move on with their lives as well. Andrea, what was the experience for you as Eddie, not only as Eddie's wife, but someone who had to live on the outside while Eddie was falsely imprisoned to live and talk and interact with others in the military community? What was that like? Well, you know, my day pretty much consisted of every waking hour was dedicated to, you know, creating a roadmap that did not exist to learn how to fight for his constitutional rights. So we were fortunate to have people like Bernie Carrick, and we had Congressman Ralph Norman, Congressman Duncan Hunter, people that took an interest in this case. I have to say, you know, I was barraged with text and well wishes and things like that. But in all honesty, nothing else came even a close second other than my children and God to fighting for Eddie. So you know, people in the community were definitely supportive. It was just something that 
we really had to be so laser focused because every single day had so many obstacles and so many things to overcome. And, you know, we would have huge wins and then we'd have a huge setback. And this is a very uncharted territory. And also, David, that's why um, after he was acquitted, after our trial was over, and even before he got out of the military, we started a nonprofit that actually helps other service members and including police and first responders, because we feel like God really enlightened us through this process. He showed us behind a curtain that we never even knew existed. And so we're using those skill sets that we developed through this trial by fire to now help other people, because it's horrible when your reputation is you know, smeared and you're slandered. And if people are bearing false witness, it's very hard to put everything back in that bottle once that lid is blown off. And that's what happened for us as a family. And that's what we want to showcase in the book is what we went through, the triumph of, you know, vindicating him. But it was a long and hard fought battle. You know, Eddie, and I'll start with you, but Andrea, for your response as well. When this reached the Oval Office and uh, the president weighed in on this, did that make it more difficult for you, Eddie? Did it relieve anything? What was that like? Oh, it definitely uh, relieved uh, a lot of the stuff that was going on. You know, he had uh, pretty much tweeted and said, get me out of out of prison so I could properly defend myself. He wasn't saying I was guilty or not guilty. He just said, give this man due process and let him defend himself before trial. But because uh, half this country uh, has their hatred for him, they, since he helped me get out of prison, they automatically started attacking me as well. Even if they didn't know about my case, it was just because Trump had helped me. So therefore I'm, I'm evil as well. But you know, my family and I were, we're glad to take that on. It doesn't matter because what the president did was the right decision. He he did the right thing when so many people were doing the wrong thing. He stood up and he showed this country he really does care about his military and how they are treated. And yeah, you, David, Andrea. I agree. I would just add to that. Um, in the book, we give a lot of context about what it took to um, level the full weight of the United States government against themselves, basically. So while we were being attacked by the government on one end, um, my brother-in-law, Sean, who had about 10 years on Capitol Hill, he was pounding the pavement in D.C. We got over 50 members of Congress to sign on to a bill asking or not a bill, but onto a letter asking the president to please release him from pretrial confinement, which he had been confined in for seven months with rapists, pedophiles and sex offenders. And so that action that Trump took to intervene allowed my husband to basically a right to a fair trial, a right to aid in his own defense and the right to due process. Things which should have never been stripped from him, but because the Navy and uh, the corrupt prosecution and NCIS knew that they did not have a case, they strategically used the incarceration, which is called pretrial confinement. They had thrown him in there before he even had charges, David. So it's pretty hard to believe for people. There's a lot of nuance because it is a military justice system. So a lot of people will be educated on the differences in that system from our justice system as civilians. And it's frightening. The book, again, The Man in the Arena, From Fighting ISIS to Fighting for My Freedom by my guests, Eddie and Andrea Gallagher. Uh, You know, that moment comes, Eddie, when you're exonerated, the jury cast their vote. What did that feel like? Uh, That was a pretty... um... 
emotional moment. Uh, I think that was like the um, pinnacle of all the hard work that my wife and brother and my legal team um, had put in. And, you know, for me, it was to have seven jury members decide your fate within a 10 second period, whether you're going to go away for life or not was uh, pretty daunting. But, you know, when they read off the um, the verdict and it was all uh, not guilties except for the one of, you know, taking a picture, um, we were just beyond relieved. It was like a massive weight had been lifted off of us. Um, you know, everybody was just cheering um, and, you know, a lot of crying. And uh, I was just glad that I was able to have this behind me and be able to go be with my wife and kids uh, without that stress hanging over us. So, Andrea, you talked earlier about the nonprofit, the work you're doing now, but to people who are, to other service members who are facing trial in some way, what do you say to them? Um, I would say that, gosh, well, for me, it's it's very hard because, again, with the education that we received through this trial by fire, you know, it is very scary to watch other people. And we have other people that reach out and they're in these types of situations. And um, unfortunately, a lot of the people that we're assisting right now are in the police force. I mean, they have taken heroes and they have vilified them and they have turned this nation on their head about the right people and the good people and the heroes of this country are now portrayed as villains for doing their job. And I would say, you know, our nonprofit is called the Pipe Hitter Foundation. We came into existence because not only because of this situation, but we also had an experience that which we talk about in the book that we had a very corrupt nonprofit that tried to take advantage of our family, even during this horrific time. And then we had another nonprofit that we are still very close with today, just incredible people. So I would say, David, be very careful, be very discerning. Um, you know, there is there's snakes and vipers out there, and it's hard to believe that you can be in a tumultuous situation. There's people that are looking to prey on that, but that's what we experience. So our goal is to really just get the word out to help and support other people that are going through these types of horrible situations. And we hope that we can be a part of helping this to never happen again for anybody. So guys, it's kind of the typical question, but I think this is certainly not the typical case, but you're already doing the work to help others going forward uh, to the American people and to those out there, uh, what can they do to help? Well, I know for me, one of the things I think that people can do to help is they can be a little bit more discerning. They can withhold judgment. They can, um, I think really what we have to go back to is going back to, we need to uphold our constitutional principles of innocent until proven guilty. In this day and age, we have trial by media and basically, it's all about clickbait headlines and destroying people's reputations and good names. It happens on a daily basis. And I know we're probably all guilty of that on some level and making snap judgments. But I would say one is be more discerning. Look into what's really happening. Don't believe the first thing you hear. And then second is I would just ask people if you feel that you are passionate about supporting our service members, police, and first responders, please go to our website at pipehitterfoundation.org. Learn more about what we're doing and what we're trying to do to set um, the system back on course and make sure that people have due process who are in these positions. And I'll let Eddie have his say. 
You get the last yeah. word, Eddie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a- Andrea, I mean, as always, she said it all. I, I would definitely tell the American people to uh, not make snatch- snap judgment decisions and to, you know, actually look if they're seeing something that's going on um, in the justice system to actually look into it, uh, not just read the clickbait headlines or even even the articles that are put out, because as we know, they're full of half truths and everything. So I would say do their due diligence, uh, really dig into what the case that they're looking into. Um, and then uh, as for the people that are going through that that case or going through that stressful time, um, I would tell them that, you know, especially if they're in the military, that they do have a voice that they can speak out. Um, I think that's a big misnomer in the military is, you know, especially as a service member, you are told not to speak out, not to not to say anything, which is, you know, if you stay that way, then, yeah, they're going to put you away. Um, so you need to stand up for yourself, which is what, uh, you know, my wife had done for me while I was locked up. The book, The Man in the Arena, From Fighting ISIS to Fighting for My Freedom by my guests, Eddie and Andrea Gallagher. Thank you both. It's an incredible journey. And uh, for the American people, I think we really appreciate you sharing it so that we can learn more, understand, and move forward. Thank you. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.